Hello there, welcome to a brand new episode of Fortune Podcast, Navigating Life and Relationships. I hope you had an amazing weekend and I hope you enjoyed the previous episode. So today we're going to be attempting to answer the question, how does my dressing affect other people's faith? Interestingly, this topic isn't only directed to women or ladies. I believe that men as well have a responsibility in the way they choose to appear outside before other people. Now, I've seen that a lot of culture has been used to paddle Christianity, and I think it's more unfortunate that it has targeted mostly the outward appearance and neglected the inner man, which is actually what matters. However, dressing does remain a pertinent aspect of everyday society, seeing as it would be crazy to see a man or a woman walking naked on the street. I'm sure your first guess would be, this person is mad. So because of how intricate it is to life, to living, to society, I think it's important that we do speak about it, especially because in Christendom, it's an era that is really hammered on. And I've heard young women, young girls complain a lot about why is what I'm wearing telling you about what is inside of me? Or why is what I'm wearing affecting another person's relationship with Christ? And I pray that even as we you know, talk about certain points today, that we open up ourselves for the Holy Spirit to speak to us and convict us truly on, you know, how he sees things and how he would like us to live. Now, I wanted to start by helping us understand that the Bible actually does, you know, reference people with weak faith and people with strong faith. It doesn't mean that we fall into either of those categories by default. It just means that when we come into Christ, we go through that, you know, foundational phase where, yeah, I'm getting to know god and so i mean just forming my foundations before we grow into conviction where we're convicted in this truth now you would find that people in this weaker faith you know are prone to still falling they're prone to still you know falling into the vices that they used to falling when they were in the world but having been in christ you would expect that we as believers as brothers and sisters we watch out for the younger ones. I mean, that is what we do to our younger siblings in real life, right? We watch out for them. Even in Christendom, that does not change. This means that if I know or if I realize or I somehow sense that my dressing might cause my brother or my sister to fall, then it is fine and totally right for me to decide just for the sake of that person, I will not wear this. And it's interesting because society has made us believe that everyone can do whatever they want. Everyone should, you know, work on their vices, work on their hearts and just free everybody. But Christendom helps us to take our eyes off of just ourselves and also look at the next person. Okay, it teaches us selflessness. And in selflessness, it means that if this person is affected by this action, then it's fine for me not to do it. And with something like dressing, really, it doesn't take much from us if we decide, you know what, well, I'm not going to wear this dress to this place because I know that this person is going to be affected. And it's going to take a level of dying to self to come to this place where you're thinking at this level that I am responsible for my brother or my sister's faith in helping them walk well with God. And so because of that, I would choose to refrain from wearing certain things. So it's a higher call. It's definitely a higher call with higher standards but that is why the holy spirit is in us so sometimes it is perfectly fine for you to decide not to wear certain things because you know that okay this person who is still quote and unquote weak in faith or still forming their conviction is going to be there so this is me asking you to challenge yourself 
you know put just give yourself help yourself work on that higher standard and decide to do something just because of the other person secondly it is important that we realize that there must be a difference between the wheat and the wheat remember the parable of the wheat and the wheat you know the bible tells us that a farmer came and he planted his wheat and he went to bed the bible says that while he slept the enemy came and you know planted tears planted wheat weed rather among his wheat and he woke up and weed was growing with the wheat and the workers in the farm said to the master let's go out let's go and uproot the weed and what did the master say this is very important the master said oh no do not go and uproot the weed because while you are uprooting the weed you might mistakenly also uproot the wheat so what did he say he said no just leave them let them grow together at harvest we will separate the wheat from the wheat and we will burn the wheat and obviously harvest our wheat now if i want to break that down for us to understand you would see that the only reason why the farmer did not allow his workers to go and uproot the wheat as soon as it was sown was because he was mindful of the wheat that might also be affected by the wheat so what did he say he said leave them let them grow together meaning that at maturity it will be obvious to identify which is wheat and which is wheat and at that point it will be easy to just uproot the, the wheat now what happens when when they are both mature and they look exactly alike do you realize how hard it is it will be rather to separate the weed from the wheat now that is what is currently happening in the world today that is what is currently happening in christianity today there is no difference between the wheat and the wheat and so interestingly even even at harvest it will be difficult to even know which weed is being uprooted why because the wheat looks exactly like the wheat in mindset in dressing in talking in behavior and it's really worrisome because god says you are in the world but you are not of the world so it makes no sense why we will be in the world and we would look exactly like the world and one of these big areas that we see because unfortunately human beings are only limited by what we see only if the holy spirit grants you insight to be able to see a person's heart you're only frustrated by what you see physically and so if people are seeing what is on the outside and they can tell that there is no difference between this person and this one that is in the world it, it's a huge i would say shame on the entire body of christ now this is to say that for we as believers even in addressing we have a responsibility to appear different from the world we cannot be proud and excited to be shopping in the same places that you know the world will shop in because they shop with motives in mind okay i want to appear like this it's it's trust me guys it's amazing to look good i love to look good and if you know me personally you know that i really don't take my appearance for a joke i don't however at the base of me wanting to appear good is my appearing good must glorify god it must bring god glory and interestingly i've had conversations that have led to you know christ that has started from stuff that i've worn oh my god where did you buy your dress oh my god where did you buy this and i've been like oh i bought it here um you know at this shop and they sell other stuff and it's modest fashion you know people ask you what's modest fashion and before you know it you're already talking in line to evangelizing okay so everything in our lives must or should be an agent to lead hearts to christ including our dressing there is no reason why people should look at us and they should not be able to tell that this person is in god in christ and this person is in the world 
now this is no pressure it doesn't mean now that you start thinking to yourself each time you dress up oh my god do i look like the world or do i look like i'm in christ no the holy spirit in us always guides us in truth the bible says that he is the spirit of truth and he will lead us into truth this truth that the bible speaks of isn't necessarily only about spiritual living isn't only about spiritual disciplines including things like our dressing the spirit of god leads us into truth i can't tell you how many times i wake up and i want to wear something and the holy spirit says nope <laughs> you're not wearing that now ask me why i even bought it in the first place that is to say i probably didn't even seek his guidance before buying it any single time i wear something and i feel uncomfortable it is it is a problem it, like my spirit goes mm, like red flags <laughs> an alarm goes off and straight up i know that this is going to might cause someone else to sin might make me appear in a way that maybe god doesn't want me to appear in now i have to be honest with you some of us might not have gotten to a place where the spirit of god you know is already even able to throw alarms in our heads or in our hearts about our dressing so how about before you get to that point you're already asking yourself is it showing too much skin might this cause someone to desire me sexually now i do realize that people in the world today can be turned on by literally anything when i say anything i mean just a woman's fingers somebody will say that turns them on and unfortunately there's nothing we can do about that because that is the evil that is in the world but let's neglect that small fraction of people because they're only a handful and let's be realistic and honest with ourselves that when skin is too much too much back too much thighs too much cleavage you know stuff that are too tight and just bringing our entire body these things definitely will cause someone else to fall and it is our responsibility like i said in the first point that we look out for these ones those in the foundational stages those who are even yet to come to christ that we help them you know by appearing right so indeed a woman's dressing isn't necessarily the only reason why a man will fall or a man's dressing isn't necessarily the only reason why a woman will fall but to some degree that might be the case so we are appealing to that degree that that would be the case that in a case where indeed a man might fall because of my dressing you know in that situation let me change it by appearing right by appearing modest appearing decent thirdly it is important for us to know that our bodies are not our own don't make yourself a sex object the bible says that we have been bought with a prize you do not belong to yourself we belong to abba that makes me so excited now when you think about your marriage like you're already married when you get married to someone the bible says that you know the wise body isn't hard anymore it becomes it's not just for her it's also for her husband same as a husband's body isn't just for him but it's also for his wife that gets me excited that interestingly i'm going to share my body with my husband so now we're married to christ even in marriage we're still married to christ but at this point you know that we're yet to be married for those who are yet to be married the bible says that your body belongs to christ now imagine how your earthly husband would feel when you get married if you were sharing that body with other people that were not him right when you are creating intimate moments with other people that isn't him obviously the world calls it cheating the world calls it adultery and indeed it is that now that is how god feels when we take the body that is not our own we take the body that he has bought with a prize and we go and make it objects we we, we objectify ourselves by the things that we wear you know by the way that we appear in public 
so it, it should also guide us you know in the things that we choose to buy the way that we choose to dress that this body is not my own i'm responsible for keeping it for the person that it belongs to when you think about it this way it really helps think about when you borrow something from someone something precious to someone when you borrow a person tells you please let nothing happen to this thing like please and you're like i promise nothing will happen to it and you find that you will guard that thing with your life like you won't just bring it out randomly you won't just have it carelessly kept no you're so careful with where you take it with how you bring it out with how you use it with the people that you even allow to touch it that's how you know careful you are with it that is how you should treat your body it is not yours someone has bought it at a price and it's not a small price it's not it's expensive you know how you treat expensive things now that is where we should keep our bodies that is where we should you know people shouldn't feel that they have access to our bodies just like that and a lot of times people feel they have access by how much we expose it okay you know a woman just wears a really short dress her cleavage is open her back is open and you know a man comes and he feels like he can just hold your waist or touch you in a certain way now this isn't, isn't to say that you can be fully dressed and a man will still feel like he can come and just touch you anyhow okay like i said we're in a falling world okay people are some people are not right it's, it's the truth okay but for the little that's a little percentage like i said earlier for the percentage of indeed you are you know I would say indecently dressed and a man suddenly just feels like I have a right to do that. Definitely he doesn't, but you know, that evil in him is telling him that he does have that right. So how about we decide, you know, as Christian men, as Christian women to appear decently because our bodies are not our own because they have been bought with a prize and the owner, the husband is going to ask for it. The wife is going to ask for it. So we might as well just keep it and present it wholly to whoever we're joined with in matrimony. Number four, I believe that modesty and decency is a Christian value that we imbibe as we grow in Christ. Suddenly, things just seem a bit too much for us. Things, things just seem a bit too outrageous. And it's not you. It's the Spirit of God that is just making you realize how pointless certain things are. Like I said, Christianity is not a call to boredom. It doesn't mean that you are not allowed to look good anymore. It doesn't mean that you should not feel good about yourself. As a matter of fact, in Christianity, one of the big things the Holy Spirit will do is that He would open your eyes to see that your identity isn't rooted in how you appear, it isn't rooted in Christ. Now, even while it is rooted in Christ, doesn't mean that you appear anyhow. Because I've seen met Christians before who think that because my identity is not in what I wear, it's fine for me to appear how I want. No. Remember that it is the container that attracts. It is the content that sustains. So there's a container will definitely attract you before the content keeps you. You see products today. There are certain products that you would buy today. And it's a container that made you buy it but you were so disappointed by the content what happens you will never go back and buy that product because while the container is great the content is awful on the other hand there are amazing products out there that we've never tasted because the container is rubbish right you look at the container you're like what is this and so you never even taste it give it a chance because the content is horrible now even for we as believers guys we are responsible in how we even as in tell god through our dressing okay how we appear tells a lot to people now i it's not a desire that you walk into a room and everyone goes oh she's a christian just by looking at the way you're dressed it's not like that it's just a case of appearing modestly appearing decently 
and you're looking beautiful and people are just like who is that lady who is that young man and people because like i said we're limited by what we see people can decide to talk to you just because of the way you appeared even on social media i have people who follow me and just say oh you're so beautiful that's why i followed you and it's weird to me but hey right if it's going to be an opportunity for me to tell you about christ why not i say to people all the time use the things that god has given you to bring hearts to christ if it's beauty use it esther used it now esther used her beauty to get into the throne she sat as queen because of her beauty meaning that anything that god has blessed you with can be used to win souls for christ so let's embrace that value of modesty that value of decency it pays it really does and like i said your identity is not in how many men rush after you your identity is not in how many men collect your number it is not in how many people tell you that you are beautiful it is rooted in christ and that is final it is signed sealed and delivered so let's embrace modesty finally this is a very spiritual point and i trust that the spirit of god will help me break it down but much more opening your hearts to understand what it means The final point on this is that everything glorious hides behind a veil. Now, remember when they went to get a wife for Isaac? The Bible says that Abraham sent his servant. The servant went and spoke to Rebecca's family and he said, please release her. And they called Rebecca and said, will you go with him? She said, yes, I will go and marry his master. So she, she followed him back. The Bible says that while they were close to the town where Isaac was, she looked up and she saw a man and she asked him, they starts the servant, Rebecca asked the servant, is that your master? And he said, yes. What did she do? Immediately she took off her veil and she covered herself. She wrapped herself up. Everything glorious hides behind a veil. There is something beautiful about an unveiling, guys. When you get a gift, I don't know about you guys, but when I get a wrapped gift, I'm so excited. And I'm more excited of the unveiling. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm happy about it. I got a gift. But I'm like, oh my God, I get to unwrap the gift. So I'm excited. What's in it? Okay, what's going to come out of this? There is a happiness. There's a glory in unveiling something. Remember when Jesus Christ died on the cross, guys? The Bible says that the veil of the temple was split in two at a certain hour. That splitting was an unveiling of grace, okay? It was showing us that we're moving from this era of people bringing animals to get to Christ, we're moving from this era of people needing to shed blood in order to appease their gods to grace era. Grace era where you get it, not because you deserve it, not because you earn it, but because of what Jesus Christ has done. So that veil was torn, okay? And grace was hidden behind that veil and that grace tore, revealing grace. So even with our bodies, our bodies are glorious, guys. It is glorious. You, a man, you, a woman, your body is glorious. Keep it hidden behind that veil, quote and unquote, because it is something glorious. It is something that your husband, your wife should be excited to unveil. Now, I'm very careful not to make us feel like, yes, your body is a gift to your husband or to your wife. Indeed, it is, you know, to a certain extent. It is not all the gift, but it is definitely one that you are giving to this one person exclusively and there's something you know beautiful about exclusivity where someone feels like only me has access to this person in this level in this dimension ask married people maybe they'll be able to explain it better but your body is glorious and it is beautiful that it stays hidden behind a veil so treat it as you would a precious gift that has been given to you 
be excited about its unveiling and its unwrapping if every single person you come in contact with is already seeing that which is supposed to be glorious there's nothing glorious about it anymore if everyone sees the glory you know the beauty is in the exclusivity is in the you know the hiding behind the veil it's low-key something mysterious and i don't know that makes me excited i don't know about you but i really hope that this episode challenges us to think about addressing as a way that we could actually lead hearts to christ as a way that we could help our younger brothers and sisters in christ to also see god better and finally to to challenge us to see that we cannot be the same as the world no we cannot there must be a difference between the weak and the wheat and our maturity should be easy to pick out the weed and oppress them right so abba can take us home to be with him thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast this is fortuneman podcast navigating life and relationships love and light bye